All right. Well, now that Nate has left the building, um, I'm sure that more puns will abound. But before we get there, we've got more to talk about um, with Baldur's Gate 2. So, um, you know, there's there's plenty here, you know, characters, things that we interacted with in the game. And and also we did uh, mention it earlier. I didn't finish the game either. I only made it up to chapter four. Um, but I have since spoiled the story, uh, but oh, we'll get good. into the story a little bit later. Yeah. So before we get there, um, let's see what, uh, what did we want to jump into next? Um, I, I wanted, I wanted just, just for context, because like, uh, you know, Bioware just blew through these games and mm-hmm. this was, yeah. this was very, very early, um, you know the the first game came out in '98, and we 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 did an episode on Baldur's Gate. I'm going to breeze over a lot of stuff that we talked about then, but like right. the the CRPG was basic was dying as a genre. It was it okay. wasn't doing well. They were hoping Baldur's Gate would get 200 thousand in sales, but they were realistically expecting 50. That's right, and That's right. Uh, and it did a million in a year. Um, and That's so crazy. it was, it, it just, it was shocking how well this game did. So 98 Baldur's Gate came out, 99 Tales of the Sword Coast, the very large expansion for Baldur's Gate came out, 2000 Baldur's Gate 2 Shadows of Om came out, and then the expansion in 01 Throne of Ball. So they had a major release every single year for four straight years. Uh, and considering wow. how big these games are, yeah, <laughs> it's it's astonishing. They were um, they were living and breathing Baldur's Gate for um, for five years straight. Um, the guy who mm-hmm. was kind of masterminding it all was James Olin. He would later lead uh, Dragon Age games, Mass Effect, and Knights of the Old Republic. Wow. And so he's got a resume, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, he yeah. Was, those are some it, chops. And, uh, and what he would do is he was focusing on the main quest and then people would be assigned to these side quests and they were just dumping ideas into the game and they were just th- throwing it together. And um, and he was like, he was overseeing everything but focusing on the main story, but making sure hmm. everything was kind of fitting together. And yeah. <clears throat> they realized that they were getting too much content and so they're like, okay, guys, enough with the side quest. <laughs> and um, they realized that uh, that quality control had not looked at anything, and they had like you know a hundred hours of gameplay already in there. Um, they uh, they were really cons- uh, the the first game had some very very nasty quirks to them. The biggest one was pathfinding. Uh, characters mm-hmm. like they fixed it some in the enhanced edition in the original edition you would click somewhere and the characters would be like okay i mean i know i can go straight there or i could walk around and aggro the beholder so <laughs> i'm gonna go yeah. do that all right and you had to like watch everyone it's like no 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 no. you come back and you had like click 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 on the way you know all the way down um they decided wow. uh, they decided to stick with the Infinity Engine just because they knew it so well after three years of working with it. Um, yeah, makes and, sense. And that's when uh, Trent Oster said, uh, the key thing about Baldur's Gate 2 is that it was bubblegummed and duct taped together 
but with people who really understood the bubble gum and duct tape. Huh. And, um, that's interesting. That's so the, yeah, the second game is far, far, far improved and they really learned from their mistakes and they not only learned from their mistakes, but they were actually really, really inspired by online discussion. Um, the okay. whole, the whole idea of romance in the characters was from reading online shipping. Oh no. And, and like, and, uh, uh, in, in what we're, we'll get to it, but like, your starting party is made up of the most popular characters from the game. But a lot of those characters had partners with them that right. were not nearly as popular. <laughs> and there was a lot of talk in the first game about how Khalid need, needed to die because J- Jahira was best girl. Wow. And, <laughs> and so Khalid dies. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> And so there's stuff like that. So they even uh, they even drew stuff from the way people were playing the game because everybody was taking Imowen and turning into her into a mage thief. And so okay. Baldur's okay. Gate two starts because she's she's a thief, but she's really good mage. Like if you dual class her in the first game, she's really good at it. Um, she's much better at that than just thief by itself. And so. Baldur's Gate 2 comes up. What is she? She's a mage thief. And so they're like, they're like reading online forums and getting inspiration from it, which I think is wow. really cool. Yeah. Uh, and they're very, very responsive to the way people are playing the game. Um, Especially but, because it's a Dungeons and Dragons game. Like you get that interaction. You know, yeah. that's, that's the heart of Dungeons and Dragons is the people that you're playing with. So right. on a grand scale that they're listening to people on the internet, you know, the people who are playing their games to yep. to kind of get ideas on the future of the characters that is that is a pretty cool concept yeah yeah exactly exactly um and so i i know we're going to get more into characters and stuff but if we probably need to give a spoiler warning because the background to this game is going to spoil the heck out of Baldur's Gate that's 1 yeah <laughs> that's true because it does take place immediately after Baldur's Gate 1 yeah and um, i've i've already alluded to it but Full spoilers from here on out. Um, you've yep. heard kind of our thoughts on it. That I, I think I can safely say that all three of us would recommend the game. Um, however, you might you know want to set your expectations. <laughs> right. That it is a large game and it's not really. It's not even necessarily about the main story. Like the the main story that's there, it's good, and I don't want to take away from that. But this game is so much. It really is. It does feel like you're playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons, you know? So yep. like whatever tickles your fancy, if if you meet a character, like they can send you on a quest and just go have fun with that for a little while. And and it's those kinds of games that are not one shots, you know? It's like an ongoing game. So you, you will have to dedicate some time to it. That's the only, right. I say caveat, but it's like, if that's what you're looking you can, for, this like, is it. Yeah, if you story mode the main quest... I don't, I, I think, I don't know how long you spent on it, but I think you could get through that in 20, 25 hours. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Right. I like, I, you know, and, and I'm one of those gamers that I don't have a lot of time now, but kind of the gamer I want to be now is the kind that is going to replay final fantasy four every year. And okay. that's what I'm doing like now, but like, yeah. I like I want to dig deeper into games that I love instead of just constantly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have a backlog and, and like, this is against the, 
the whole point of the show. I understand that. No, <laughs> I mean, not really. Not not if yeah. if that's what you are. You know, we, because we do encourage like thinking a little bit deeper. You know, like go, going a little deep. So so if that's what you want is to replay these things and to to enjoy them, I think there's something good about that as well. Right. So. Yeah, I have I have some games I want to get through, but this is one that I want to go back to and play with different companions in a different type of cl- a different class and just and go through it, you know, again and uh, and, and encounter different things uh, this time. Yeah, because uh, it's there's um yeah uh, I I think uh, the the estimate from the original game is you could dump two three hundred hours into it just doing everything. Man. Um, and the how long to, by the way, the how long to beat completionist score is nonsense because, <laughs> because to really be the completionist, you got to do it in every, every class, right? Yeah, you know, true. and like you can get through the whole game doing every side quest you come upon one time through, but if you're playing a good character, that's only the good side quest. If you're playing uh, a good a character, good that's yeah. only good endings, you yeah. know? And so there's, there's a ton like this, this is why like the original game that was like, no, no. Like if you want to, you could, you could drop 300 hours to this game easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, besides the fact it was super harder, it was super yeah. harder <laughs> back then. Um, right. But, uh, oh, yeah, I go. was just going to say, there is something to be said too, is like, I, I, after Nolly's quest, I did end up playing on story mode, which is super baby mode, you know, just. It's like God mode, you know, you can just wreck whoever you come upon. And I do, I feel like it takes away a little bit of the experience in that, um, even as, you know, I was going to say obtuse, but that's not necessarily the right word, a bit esoteric. Like you have to understand the systems to do well in battle. Yeah. Of course, the game also gives you ways around battle sometimes as well. Although there is a good amount, I, I felt like this one more so than the first it focused on the the encounters, the enemy encounters. Yep. Um, it, and there's so much strategy within that, that playing on story mode just takes away that strategy yep. a little bit. So I'd even, not that I'd hesitate to recommend it. It's just, you know, what do you want out of it? Because there is, you know, you just bulldoze through enemies in story mode. That's just kind of right. how you play it. And so you're just getting, st- it, it's called story mode because that's pretty much all you're getting. But there is another element of strategy to it that I kind of lost out on a little bit. Not that I wanted to dedicate the time into figuring it all out. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> but it's there. It's there too. Like that's another kind of layer to well, this game. And it, but see, and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, this game regularly goes on sale on Steam. You know, right. and I can't remember <laughs> for like seven bucks, seven bucks and, and yeah. story mode. You're still going to get 20 hours out of this game. And, right. Um, especially if you go through throwing a ball, which is included in the enhanced edition. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and so like at that price, really any way you want to play it, you're probably going to get your money's worth out of totally. it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but there's, there's a ton of depth here, just a, a ton of depth that, uh, that you can dig into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but spoilers. Okay. So very, very quickly, yes. what happened with game one is you are the ward of Garion, who is one of the monks at Candlekeep. Um, 
most of that is not important except that Garayan used to be a harper. Harpers mm-hmm. are like a peacekeeping organization in Faerun. And he quit the harpers because you uh, he he basically raided a temple of Baal and found you there because you are the son of the god of murder. And yeah. um uh and he thought that by kind of nurture over nature type thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, mm-hmm. if I pour myself into this kid, I think he can be good. And um, despite his parentage. And so he raises you. And then Saravak, who is also a ball spawn, um, kills Garayan and, mm-hmm. and sets you off on this quest. The whole point of the quest is you end up, uh, uh, Saravak is trying to take control of the town of Baldur's Gate start a war between Baldur's Gate and uh, the uh, the kingdom of Om to cause bloodshed. And he believes that since Baal is actually dead, um, if he causes enough bloodshed, if he lies his way into murdering thousands upon thousands of soldiers in this war, then he will prove himself worthy to be the new god of murder. And you stop him and become the savior of Baldur's Gate. Uh, canonically, because of this game, you end up with a party of Jahira, Khalid, Minsk, Dinaer, and Emowin. Emowin um, okay. is another uh, a, a, a orphan from Candlekeep who is a childhood friend of yours. Jahira and Khalid are married couple who are members of the Harpers. Minsk is just awesome. I didn't mention Boo, his uh, his uh, miniaturized giant space hamster, um, and that was the writers like totally like showing people how much they knew about D anD D because miniaturized. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, giant space hamsters are a real thing in D anD D. It's they are mentioned once in a magazine randomly. Wow! And so and so this is the writers going, yeah, we know about that, um, but. Uh, he believes that the uh, that this hamster is a giant space hamster who has been permanently miniaturized, so that he's a normal sized hamster, but he's not. He's miniaturized giant. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Khalid is, uh, I'm sorry, Dinaer is his uh, witch companion. Now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody in the first game loved Jahira and hated Khalid. I know I did. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Everybody in the first game loved Mince. Mince is by far the, the greatest character in D&D history. <laughs> <laughs> and Dinah Air is just kind of there. Yes. Um, and so at the beginning of this game, you wake up in a dungeon and you are being tortured uh, by a man named John Irenicus. And um, you are set free by Emowyn. And you soon find Jahira in Minsk. Uh, as you go, you learn that you had been waylaid. Uh, Dinaer was killed in the battle. And in this dungeon, Khalid has been killed by the torturing. And um, mm-hmm. uh, so getting rid of those unpopular characters. <laughs> I, yeah, I hate to say that, but it, like the death of Khalid especially like really drives Jahira's character from here on out and it's really really cool we'll get to that um you 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 escape from the dungeon and you run into uh yoshimo uh did you keep yoshimo do you know not for very the importance 
I do because it's been spoiled. Like I've yeah, you from spoilers. Done okay, a little bit. Yes. Yeah, that's it, the only reason I'm when I was playing it. Uh, uh, the only reason I'm mentioning Yoshimo, and we're not going to mention another side character again in the plot area, but <laughs> um, uh, uh, Yoshima comes in it is important later. Um, but you, um, you, uh, you, you as you're working to escape the dungeon, you run across a battle being waged overhead in Athkatla um that is destroying this whole section of town and you don't know why but as you get out you find Irenicus is fighting in this battle and Imowen has words with them they both start casting spells at each other and the cowled wizards show up magic is illegal in Athkatla and um they are both arrested and taken somewhere you eventually find out a spell hold um, mm-hmm. and Irenicus is strangely happy about this. Um, as long as Imowen comes with him. And, um, yeah. uh, so uh, that is, um, the, basically the end of chapter one is you run into a guy who's like, look, I can get you over to spell hold for 20 K and, um, you don't have that much. So chapter two is spent with your class quest. Mm-hmm. And each class gets a quest and it's all it. The main point is collect money. You know, yeah. you got to get enough money for this thing. Um, I ended up with like 40 K because okay. I was doing <laughs> everything and I was buying yeah. weapons and I was like, Oh, this is great. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, then you will at the end of the chapter, get an offer from a strange woman named Bodie who offers is like, don't, don't go with that guy. I'll take you there for Mm -hmm. 15 K. And the, uh, the first guy will also reduce his price to 15 K. And then this is where you find out that there is a, uh, a, a war in town between two factions, the shadow thieves. And what you eventually find out is the vampires. And you mm-hmm. can pick which one to side up with. Who did you, did you pick that shadow thieves? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did I too. Didn't. Yeah. At the beginning of chapter, uh, at chapter three, you're finding out that Irenicus is escaping Spellhold. No surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and whichever side you side with, you start questing with that group to find out what this other faction is up to. So if you're with the shadow thieves, you're, you're infiltrating the vampires. If you're with the vampires back back and forth Um, in both cases, you end up, your final quest is a full on assault of their home base. Um, So if Mm -hmm. you attack the vampires, you get a very, very nasty, nasty second edition spell called spell drain. I mean, a level drain. Hmm. And this is the first time oh. I went through there and I'm like, I'm like staring at the screen. Like, why am I not hitting anyone? Why am I mm-hmm. like, and, and I start pulling up stats and everyone had been level drained. Uh, and so Jeez. they had, they had started off at like level eight and they were down to like level two. And Whoa. so I was fighting vampires at level two and I'm like, okay, reload. This takes some, this takes some more strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but if you side with the vampires, then you get a bunch of nasty, nasty traps in the thieves hideout. Okay. Um, but in either case, you end up with Samen Haverian, who's t- setting sail with you to Spellhold. Um, and uh, all of that took me about 40, 45 hours. 
because wow. I did every side quest I could find. Yeah, yeah. And, this, and this just is to, getting in nothing into the characters at all. That's just that's main plot. You know? Man. Yeah. Well, okay. So that part in the story in chapter two where you're just going to gather money, it's like almost everyone you talk to in these different towns and these different areas that you can go to or different areas of town is pretty yeah. much where you are. But then you can travel outside of town um, as you pick up more quests. Almost everyone, or I would say every other person that you talk to has a quest for you. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it, you need money, so you're looking for quests, but, like, very quickly it's, it becomes overwhelming. It just really, like, really I does. I have eight different quests, and they're all sending me in different directions, and some of them literally go against each other, you know? <laughs> like, and this one is, is to infiltrate something, and then the other one right. is, oh, no, actually, he's trying to trick you. You should go, you know, infiltrate his base, and yeah. And this is where like the too much content comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. they're realizing it's like, oh, we have way too much. And like one of the examples is the uh the tavern in the um uh in the slums. And and this is this mm-hmm. is like one of your main places because this is like all of your party members that you send off. They all hang out there, which is yeah. actually a great improvement over Baldur's Gate 1 because in Baldur's Gate 1, when you dismiss them, half the time they're like, well, fine, screw you, man, and they, will, <laughs> they disappear from the game. Gone. But but this game is much, much better at – it's like, okay, well, I'll just hang out at the tavern for you then, and you're like, great, man. Um, uh, and so like one person was put in charge of the tavern. They're like, okay, kind of do things there. It ends up with this whole – slavery sl- subplot with gladiators oh, wow. in a slaver's revolt and the head in like the head slaves takes over the tavern and then starts giving you discounts on everything because you know you basically <laughs> stole the entire business for him it's <laughs> wild all the stuff that can happen in there and i didn't find i didn't see this stuff until chapter six um, okay yeah when you come back to uh Athkatla. Um right. and and I'm like I'm like man I never did really explore like all the places in this place. Um and yeah. and, and so like just w- an incredible amount of content and yeah people are just throwing things at you is like you know me now and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I was struggling cuz they all want to go with you. And it's like okay right. well, put me in your party then and you're like okay well I I like I kind of like kind of like the party I I have Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and then your characters, your companions start interacting with one another. And right. Like one thing I wanted to do was like, I got airy early on. It was one of the first quests I did and, it, and it's right outside your, where you start. And so it's the first quest okay. a lot of people do. Um, but I didn't like, she was way naive and way too immature for me. Okay. Um, and I was going to dump her. Like I was going to dump her out of the party um, as soon as I found another wizard. Mm-hmm. So Minsk has this conversation with her because Minsk, Dinah Air is dead. And yeah. Minsk has this conversation with her that she's getting a little worried about being, you know, adventuring out because she's never been out places. And so he promises to protect her if she will be his witch. 
Oh, wow. And, and she agrees and they start becoming friends. And Minsk is so inspired. He starts yelling because Minsk does this. Like he yells at evil, right? Uh, yeah. He starts yelling. He's like, did you hear that evil? Minsk has his witch back. You must beware. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I can't dump her. Right. right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So I, I was stuck with Ari the entire time. <laughs> you know? Wow. Um, but yeah, no, no, it, 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 that's, that's the case, uh, in that area. Did, did you get, did you get Ari at all? I think. No, Nate said I didn't. That he, she, she was in the carnival questing part. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah I know. Um, I know the area. I didn't look around too much in there, honestly. Oh, it was, was really like cool. Ready to, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a cool quest. It was, um, uh, basically, uh, the the big top had been taken over by this mage who was using illusions to just warp everything inside, and it was a it was Whoa. kind of a cool psychic type of a quest that was really neat, and it kind of and it came with airy. Uh, it was nice. a very very cool quest, uh, side quest, but um, yeah. Um, so uh, I, I I know you picked up uh, Jan. Yes. Um. Not yes. Not Jan. Right. Yes. <laughs> Jan Janssen. And he, so he is this, I think he's a dwarf. He might be a gnome. I could be wrong about that. Um, but he's like a tinkerer. And so he's like, he, he's constantly building things. He, he throws projectiles as well yeah. um, when he battles. And, but he is constantly talking and he has just like the most random uh, quips in, or, or not quips, but stories about other um uh other uh family members and things like that and most of the time his stories have nothing to do with, you know, <laughs> he'll just awesome. say like oh but uh this reminds me of the time when you know uncle lester went fishing and instead of a fish he pulled out a turnip that was really funny that turnip burned when it went down too man i remember that that was good times so anyways <laughs> um let's you know just it's great just like, off the wall yes and and he was and so i loved just having him just for that um but you meet him in uh in the town i think it's in the government district if i remember correctly yeah yeah and he's like trying to dodge taxes or something yeah right? he's trying to sell you something and so yeah they the the uh, you know officials come by and and they say yeah he's like tax evasion and you basically have to lie to that you can either say you know because because when Jan is trying to get you to, to, to sell you something, he's not overt about it. He's kind yeah. of like talking in, in metaphor, you know, if you, if you need something kind of a thing. So you have this choice to either you, – you, these, these officials come and they're like, hey, we need to take this guy. You're illegally selling this stuff and you owe us – you know, you're not paying taxes on the stuff that you're selling. So you can either be like, yeah, he was trying to sell me, you know, this bomb. Or you could just be like, no, we were just talking. And so I was like, I'm not going to throw this guy under the bus. Like he didn't do anything. You know, it wasn't, he wasn't overt about it. And he seems like a fine character. So you just tell him that, that y'all were just talking and, and the, the officials are just like, yeah, we know that's not what was happening, but ah, foiled again. And so, <laughs> and so Jan's like, "Hey, you guys are cool. Let me go with you." And uh, yeah, awesome. I, I enjoyed that. And I think I think I traded him out for Yoshimo at that point because okay. I had Yoshimo in my party, 
but he just would not do any damage. And so I was just like, Oh, he's a terrible fighter. Like you need him for, um, uh, for traps, traps, Mm -hmm. uh, and and unless you have some skill on your own. And that's like, I mean, Yoshimo like uh, was inserted right away to replace Imowen. Yeah. Um, because Imowen's going to be taken away and she's still not back. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Imowen is your thief from game one. And so they, they right. like knew it was like, Oh, you're probably going to stick with Imowen if unless you're a thief, but, um, traps are deadly in these games. And, uh, yeah, uh, it seems less so in this game than in game one, but in game one, if you did not have a thief, you were up a river, like, uh, mm-hmm. a trap could kill your entire party right away. <laughs> um, but uh but yeah like i kept yoshimo um okay i had i like i knew some about the story prior to playing it okay and so i uh i dumped him before his son but inevitable betrayal mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh um yeah uh yeah it's probably not a bad idea to kind of dump him there um so did you did you keep kind of your your minsk uh Yes. Jahira team. Yes. Minsk and Jahira, Yon, uh, Nalia, and Animan. I did not, don't think I got him at all. Oh, okay. See, he was, uh, I want to say he was a paladin. He might not have been a paladin. Um, but he was, you know, like this, this lawful good character, um, who his dad though was an underhanded kind of jerk. And Mm. so, I liked him at first and I wanted to continue liking him, but he was kind of, he was also kind of a wuss (laughs) like in ways like he was very, he was very pious, but not in a, like he wanted to be that way. And so he spoke very highly, but when push came to shove, he was, he, he didn't always like follow through. Mm, And so I wasn't, I wasn't, Yeah. Yeah, I I wanted to like him a lot more than I did. It, like he ended up being more annoying than anything because he would talk to other characters in my party. You know, you should do this, you should do this. But yeah, when push came to shove, he was he was a little whiny. He would often ask the main character, "Oh, what should I do? I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. How would I? You know, how should I uphold? You know, yeah. goodness and whatever." And, uh, I wanted to like him so much more. But see, yeah, I, I had one like that. I, I, I had, yeah. I can't remember his name. It begins with a V, but it, he was in the woods where my class quest was when I was a ranger, okay. which I failed at, uh, mm-hmm. which was mentioned earlier, but, um, he, um, he was a good fighter, but he was very mistrustful of mages. And so he kept picking okay. on Ari a little bit. And I think he would gotcha. eventually come around, but he, his main quest was through the planar sphere. Did you do any planar sphere? No. Oh, okay. This was really interesting. Um, this was, yeah, this, uh, it, the, the sphere in Athkatla is, can shift between planes. And, and okay. it was a really hard, interesting quest uh, that I probably took a little too early and it took me several tries to get through it. <laughs> um, but once the planar sphere goes, you're trapped in there. Um, but there's a lot of cool puzzles and stuff in there. But uh, like, uh, there's some like li- really clever stuff in it. Like, um, there's some characters from Dragonlance in there, which is a different okay. world than when yeah. we're in. And they're like, there's some weird like small creatures in the other room, and they're like crazy, and they're about this tall. And you're like, do you mean 
halflings, which is kind of an inside joke for D&D players because there are no halflings in the Dragonlance universe. Uh, they just don't okay. exist. And so they don't recognize them. And I was like, that's that's really obscure and clever. Yeah. And really dorky. Um, but you actually go into hell in uh, in the planar sphere and have to fight some creatures in Avernus, which is the first layer of hell, wow. and then come out uh, again. It was a major, huge, major quest. And and after I was done with that, I dumped the guy because it's just like, man, quit. Aerie is way too young for you to be picking on her. Please stop. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, and so yeah, I, I went back and left him. Left him now that his quest was over, I was done with him. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, like, and, and I want to mention something about the writing because, um, just one of the things about the size of this game is there is 1.2 million words of oh narration or dialogue in this game. <laughs> they, uh, the, 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 the place I saw that from said this, it's as long as the first three George R. R. Martin song of ice of fire books combined, man, that's how much word, how many words are in this, in this thing. But the writing is really good. Like yeah. there's so much good dialogue in this game that is so well-written. Um, the whole Jahira romance, uh, and this is actually one of the reasons that I didn't get Nira this time, is because I knew Nira would try to like elbow in on the romance thing. Gotcha. And uh, Ari had already tried, and Jahira, Jahira does not like Ari at the beginning of the game. Um, <laughs> th I, 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 and she, uh, Jahira, like, she's very angry at the beginning. Very angry. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, her husband is dead, and he, she just lashes out. and And for my, for me and my party, she lashed out, lashed out at Ari, uh, gotcha. and because Ari's so young and naive, she just yells at her sometimes. Um, and as time goes on, she mellows, and then I don't know, I, I don't know, like how much of her Jahira's quest you did or didn't do. But, no, um, I, I don't think I did any like oh, actual okay. quest material. It's when when she would reach out to the protagonist to talk about different things. I was very much of two minds about it just because I knew Khalid. So it's like, yeah, I mean, yes, he's dead. Okay, I, I get that. I just felt bad. Like, I don't want to swoop in here and like try and comfort her. Like this just feels weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and one thing you do have to remember about the game is like in, in the, like to look at the day counter on there. Right. This game That's takes true. place over years. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I think I was point. up to a thousand days by the end of my okay. my thing. And um, that that is something to keep in mind because it's like yeah no like Khalid just died like five you know, five hours ago and I'm hitting yeah. on his girl. That feels weird. Okay. Yes. Yes. But it's actually been several months, you know? Right. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. Um, There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, if you romance Aerie, she can actually give birth to a baby in the game, which oh, is wow. really weird and kind of cool. Um, and she keeps the baby in her inventory, which is really weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right next to but, Boo. <laughs> right next to Boo. Yes. Uh, the hamster that is in Minsk's inventory. And if you touch it, Minsk 
like it won't let you remove it and Min- it will tell you that Minsk is Minsk is looking at you askance. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Minsk yeah. is so good. Um uh but um and by the way Minsk doesn't really have a plot. Uh his main point is he interacts with the other characters a lot. Yes. And yeah. he is a constant voice of hope and levity in in the mm-hmm. party. And that's kind mm-hmm. of his role. And that's always been his role is to say crazy crap. And yeah, yeah that's funny. Um cuz if you haven't picked up on this, Minsk is crazy. Uh he got hit on the head and it jostled his brain. Uh-huh. Um and he is not all there. He's also a beast. He is massive. Yeah. He is uh he's a great character. He was voiced by Darkwing Duck. Um, mm. and he, uh, he yells at evil a lot. Yes. He, um, yes. He needs to find a butt for the kicking. Yeah. He'll say mm. stuff like swords, not words. And, <laughs> um, uh, squeaky wheel gets the kick, uh, <laughs> you know, um, yes. uh, yeah. he, my favorite, my, one of my favorites is, uh, he who lives by the store sword lives a long and healthy life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Mitz for you, and and you'll hear him constantly when you get into a into a battle, and and you hear Boo squeaking all the yeah, time. Yeah, squeak, yes. Um, but Minsk, when he gets into a battle, he says, "Go for the eyes, Boo, the eyes." Go for the that's, eyes. It's so that's, good. That's just kind of his thing. Way, like you will hear that so yeah. often. And there was a character I don't remember who it was that I got in my party, and he immediately complimented. Minsk on Boo's ability. Like he had just come into the party and yeah. he was like, wow, that, that hamster, he was vicious. He went right for that bad guy's eyes. And I was laughing. Yes. Because I was so just good. like, oh my gosh. You know, like just from a role playing perspective, it was hilarious because it was this character who has no other prior interaction. He's just like, Wow, <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the hamster it goes for the eyes, and it's like, yeah, and, and, that's Minsk thing. And I didn't get Hexac, uh, Hexac, Hexet, okay, Hexet. I didn't get her, she's a vampire. Um, gotcha, but she will actually tell, she will, she will refer to Boo as a giant space hamster, okay. And Minsk, and Minsk huh? will go, Oh, you recognize him? And she's like, "Of course, I've seen giant space hamsters before," and so that like lends some hey. credibility. Um, Mince, by the way, Mince being in Baldur's Gate three is first of all super important because Minsk is the heart, the, the heart of Baldur's Gate. Um, mm-hmm. They they actually have a statue of they built a statue of him in Baldur's Gate, and um, okay, some other stuff happened. I'm not going to go into it, but. Um, uh, Baldur's Gate three takes place 120 years later. And so, okay. uh, and so that, that's always the question of like, well, it's men's going to be there cause he's human. He shouldn't be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but some crazy stuff has happened to Minsk. Yes. As time goes, as goes on. And so, yeah. um, it is canon that he is still alive. And so him being in Baldur's Gate three is super important because he is, um, he he has been just like the the greatest contribution of the game to mm-hmm. the Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Um, so as someone who doesn't know anything about Baldur's Gate three, I did see the the trailer at the the VGAs, the Video Game Awards. 
Um, and so I, I think I could connect the dots as to what had happened to Minsk and how he's still alive. However, at least in that trailer, I did not see Boo. Do you know if Boo is in Baldur's Gate 3? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, he goodness, that would be depressing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, well, and it, it was so quick. Minsk shows up in a way he he gets out of uh uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to say this. He he gets out of a very tight spot and shows up, and that's pretty much it. Like that's the end of the trailer is you see yeah. him. Um, but I did notice that he wasn't holding Boo, at least not in the tiny little bit that you got to see of him. So I'll say, it. like, for anybody who wants to watch it, like at a convention one time, uh, Chris Perkins, who is one of the big wigs at D right now in a spectacular uh, dungeon master great dungeon mm-hmm. master he ran a game kind of a celebrity celebrity in D at least game where somebody yeah. played minsk and he dressed up as minsk and nice. matt mercer who is the dungeon master for um well why am i blanking the big the big big one the big show um critical role Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Mercer's the Dungeon Master, Critical Role. He played Boo <laughs> the entire game. He played a hamster, and it's spectacular. It's great. Nice. Uh, so nice. Um, that's out there. Um, okay, but on, on the writing, and what I was going to say about uh, mm-hmm. about Jahira is her story is very, very long. If you get into it, it deals with the Harpers. The Harpers don't trust you. They want to put an yeah. end to this whole ball spawn thing, mm-hmm. and Jahira is torn. And so she's coming out of this, the, her grief and depression mm-hmm. and getting closer and closer to you. And then this, and then her organization who she knows to be a good organization is coming against yeah. you and she doesn't know what to do. And mm-hmm. she second guesses herself a lot. And, um, and that's kind of her plot and the dialogue that turns out between the two of you um, mm-hmm. in this game is some of it is so good. Uh, like I wrote down my two fa- mo- uh, my my two favorite um, quotes from it. It's when Jahira is is not sure what to do, and you're just like, "Well, no, we're going to just keep going." And she goes, um, "Even with a Harper in your midst," and you tell her, "You're not a Harper in my midst. You're, you're Jahira by my side." Hmm. It's like. Dang, that's so, I mean, it's so good. And um, the other one is uh, she, she's feeling, you know, conflicted and down and um, she doesn't want to, like, she doesn't want to talk. I'm trying to find it. Okay. The other one I had memorized. Um, I have seven pages of notes. <laughs> wow. Um, that's awesome. Uh, the other one is uh, she doesn't want to talk anymore, but she says, if you don't mind, I would walk and step with you. Mm. It's such a great picture mm-hmm. that uh, that's really, really well done. And so um, for anybody looking at Baldur's Gate 3, like I'm looking at it, but I like the sex scenes are so graphic in that mm-hmm. game where mm-hmm. there is sex in Baldur's Gate 2, but it's fade okay. to black. You know, mm-hmm. 
it, it, it's the the more important part is the romance and Larian Studios, who's doing Baldur's Gate three, um, even even was talking about is it. like you know yes we're going to have plenty of romance options and by romance we mean sex and mm. it's like dang guys that's because that's such a great opportunity and um and I think like they're mixed missing out on stuff stuff they put in Divinity Original Sin two because I'm starting okay. some of those relationships in that game even as mm -hmm. early in the game as i am and those are well written too and the relationships nice like connect and um i hope they fill out those relationships and don't make it just about these overly graphic sex scenes and i yeah. hope they make a way to like permanently cut out the nudity in it because uh they are uh, they're they're really bad like they're they're mm. they're straight up pornographic Ugh. um uh which is which is really really a shame but yeah. Um, yeah that's jarring like yeah for playing these games I don't yeah is uh, in um going all the way through uh throwing a ball with mm -hmm. jahira yeah coming to your last decision and having her there uh when when the romance has been going is really cool okay and, like you like you really feel like these characters are connected and like yeah I just I appreciate that in the writing quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so so sorry about the uh, sidetrack into characters, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> this was a good place to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but isn't one of the isn't one of the romance options like she's your teacher and you get to date her for a little yeah, while? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. That's yeah. uh, that's okay. uh, that's what I thought. That's a yeah, thing. She puts on a maid and, costume and uh, date your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. This is a CRPG, not a JRPG. Right. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, like, uh, you know, another point to make is like, you know, um, Bioware starts putting romances in the rest of their games. Yeah. You know, yeah. But th this is, this is the first one that they tried it out on and it's mm -hmm. because of online shipping. So stupid mm -hmm. Twitter, Twitter didn't <laughs> exist then, but stupid Twitter. Every time I see, you know, some idiot on Twitter going, I ship this person, then I should go, okay, it got, it got a romance with Jahira that I should be satisfied with that. Uh, but <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Was it Tumblr at that point? Or was Tumblr even? Oh, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, this gets in the chapter four, which is where, um, where I asked y'all to, to get to. Yes. And the reason was, is because when I finished Spellhold, I was like, whoa, yeah, that was an experience. Mm -hmm. That was, that was just a great dungeon. Yeah. And, um, and so I was like, okay, if y'all can get to this part, first of all, there's so many plot revelations in it. Right. And right. Uh, and, but also there's like, it is a very well-balanced dungeon between mm -hmm. fighting, between puzzles, right. between yes. plot, everything is going in there and it's really, really well done. Mm -hmm. Um, so you get to this Island, you get to a pirate town. There's some stuff that you need to do to get to spell, get into Spellhold. Mm -hmm. Spellhold is where the cowled wizards send crazy people and wizards. Yep. Um, uh, you know, so there's some stuff you got to do. Might include some prostitution but um oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're around there. yeah <laughs> pirates mm -hmm. <laughs> uh but you get in there and it, once you get in you meet the coordinator who 
Um, if you have the volume up, you might notice something about the coordinator right away, but your character <laughs> definitely doesn't. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they'll, uh, the coordinator t- gives you a tour of like all these crazy people who are in there and gives you a hint to their crimes and stuff Yeah. and is trying to take you to Imowen. Um, but what you find out is that the coordinator is Irenicus. He has taken over the complete, uh, the, uh, the ent- entire facility mm-hmm. and, Yoshimo, if you have Yoshimo in your party, Yoshima has been poisoning you. Ah. He is actually under a spell from Irenicus that he has to obey everything Irenicus tells him or he will die instantly. And so he feels real bad about it, but he's been betraying you from the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you don't have Yoshimo, then um, then it's the the, uh, captain, Seiman Haverian, who is doing it. Yep. Um, by the way, if you don't have Yoshimo there, but when you get back to that, uh, that inn in the slums, mm-hmm. you will see him very briefly and he will explode. Oh, um, huh. and, uh, and, and if you <laughs> don't, yeah. And it's an inside joke. If you know who he is, yeah. um, uh, be, and you know why he's dying is because he didn't obey. Irenicus. Mm. He he did he failed at his task and so he just explodes. Wow. Um, but wow. you won't you won't know that if you if you don't play it more than once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and that's one of those choices too. It's like you hate the guy, but I mean, would you rather see him just explode? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Um uh and so Irenicus um has been doing experiments on people. Right. including you and he has figured out a way to steal your soul mm-hmm. so um the idea here is that uh bodhi at this point has probably referred to irenicus as her brother they're connected yeah. somehow irenicus needs a divine soul and both of them do um he has stolen one from emma one and given it to bodhi and now mm-hmm. he's going to steal yours and take it for himself he, um, you have this dream sequence when you're literally fighting off ball with Imowen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, uh, you are discarded and given to Bodhi to kill, but she's a vampire and she wants to play with you a little bit first. Mm-hmm. And so she puts you in the bottom part of spell hold and gives you a head start. Um, and this is the dungeon of spell hold and, um, you, you kind of fight your way up. There's a lot of cool, a uh, very good puzzles, very good riddles. Yes, uh, yes. throughout um, a, a lot of good fights, and um, eventually Bodhi will catch you. Mm-hmm. And when she does, this is um, since you have no soul, and this is kind of biblical, you know, <laughs> when you have no soul. <laughs> it's when when you cast the demon out uh, like the the bad spirit out like seven mm-hmm. more come back in right yeah uh unless you fill it with something the the essence of ball is trying to take you over at this point because you're now soulless mm-hmm. and for a moment it succeeds and it turns you into this creature called the slayer yeah. and it freaks Bodhi out so much that she just runs away mm-hmm. and um and it's also kind of nasty because you cannot distinguish friend from foe when you're the slayer. Mm-hmm. And, 
if you try to sleep in Spellhold, you will turn into the Slayer now. Oh, wow. Um, now, mechanically, tip, pro tip here. Put your party in one room and close the door. <laughs> and you in the other room, and they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. <laughs> um, that's how to get away out there on that. Um, but um, you get uh, you get back up to the top, and you find uh, that Captain Saman again. Mm-hmm. And he will he will be like you know oh, look I know I betrayed you all but let's let's I don't like Irenicus either let's get him and what you really should do is go up to the top and release all the inmates because they hate him too mm-hmm. and so you release everybody and there's a free for all of crazy wizards and your party against yeah. Irenicus and all of his people and um, then you uh, he he will flee. Um, then uh, you will get uh, you will uh, either take Irenicus's portal to the Underdark, or right. Saman will offer to take you on his ship um, mm-hmm. back to the it's mainland. Non-existent freaking ship. The non-existent freaking ship. Yeah, I hate that guy because I was betrayed oh, by him twice. St- <laughs> he is the worst. Oh, more than one, more than twice because <sighs> he's the one. He's the one that sicks to get the Yankee on you. When he gives you that sword. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. So he, he betrays said, he said you to Irenicus. Yeah. At that he betrays point you to Irenicus. He tells ah. you, I'll take you on my ship. Then you get outside. He's like, by the way, you got to steal me a ship. Yeah. Because I ain't got one. <laughs> and then he, on the way out, he's like, by the way, uh, hold on to this sword. That, that's take, a gift for sword. you. Yeah. And then, uh, the, then in the weirdest moment of this game, the Gith Yankee show up in a spell jammer from outer space, <laughs> attack your ship because he stole a sword from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, it's a great sword when you put it all together. Oh, okay. uh, and while you're fighting the Gith Yankee, the Sawagan or the Sahuagan uh, come up from the water, attack the Gith Yankee and capture you. And this is like in the moment from life of Brian, where Brian falls out of the window and a passing UFO captures him <laughs> and goes up into outer space and you see a space battle and then it they come back down and drop him. Um, that's this moment, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah, yes, but in the middle of that, Saman is playing dumb. Like he's like, yes. oh no, search my ship. It's fine. I didn't take anything from you. I don't know about these stowaways. They might have oh, yeah, no, same to them too. Total jerk. Check everything I have, and it's, and they're looking for that freaking sword that he gave. It. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I wanted. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, rad. and they and they show up looking for their sword again later, just very briefly, <laughs> and and I think I think in uh, I think in throwing a ball, Saman shows up again and betrays oh you yet again. Um, but by the way, by the way, you like save him from these from these town guards. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I think that's him. I might be mistaken, but like, uh, the more guards show up and, and he's like, he's like, uh, I was like, Hey, look, it was these guys that did everything. Like I'm a witness and <laughs> you're like, you're such a jerk, dude. <laughs> Piece of garbage. Uh, but in either case, I, either you go with the swag and you deal with the swag a little bit. Um, did you deal with the, uh, the beholder? Yes. Yes. Um, what's did his name? You, the spectator. The spectator. spectator. Did you yes. outwit him? Yes. Or did you fight him? 
Yes, oh, I was able so, to get him to open the chest. It was so awesome. Good by tricking him. The, the the magician he was saying he just screamed my chest, so I've been guarding it this whole time. Of course, he was so, stabbed through the chest. Yeah, spectators are uh, they're type of beholder, but they are tied for I think 101 years um, okay. by a wizard to a task, and it's normally guarding something. Okay. And that's that's their that's their contract. It's 101 years, and so you reach this ch- this guy, this spectator, and you need to get into the chest. You can kill him, sure, mm-hmm. or or if your wisdom is high enough, you can outwit him, and you outwit him by convincing him that you were only told to guard the chest. You weren't told to guard what's inside the chest. Right. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I wasn't. So. Go ahead and take it, and then once you take the stuff out of the chest, he's you're like, why does why does he even why do you even have him guarding a chest? Like, <laughs> there's nothing in it. He obviously didn't mean that. You're free to go, and he's like, you're right. He didn't mean that. I'm free to go, and he just leaves. Um, and he shows back up later, and uh, and will help you uh, nice. because you freed him. <laughs> it's so awesome. it's so good. Yeah, I love that part. Um, yeah, yeah, because he's but, like, I have like forty years left. So I could just sit here and guard this empty chest, and and you're like, no, go, you know, go do yeah, your no, thing. No. And he's like, okay, I guess I got forty years. Let's uh, let's see what I can do. Uh, I, I'm I'm writing my own D and D adventure, and because yeah. of that character, I have a spectator oh, in my awesome. adventure, and uh, and you can outwit him uh, in nice. the game. Nice. Uh, but I just love that part. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, uh, beholders are iconic in D and D, and I haven't played very much D and D. So, like, even approaching him, I was kind of on my guard. Like, oh shoot! Like, is this gonna? Is stuff gonna hit the fan? Obviously, I'm playing on baby mode, so it doesn't really matter. But at the same right. time, it's just it was it was kind of freaking me out. But then you could kind of continually talk with them, and there are a bunch of different options. And it's like, okay, let's see, let's see what we can do here. And so, yeah, that part was awesome. Especially after the annoying uh, uh, imps that are right before him, which ha- have a k- kind of a cool little puzzle. It's the imps. The puzzle's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the imps were, were annoying, and you kind of needed to know a little bit of, of Forgotten Realms lore to get yeah. that puzzle, because yeah. it's all about the famous the famous heroes of Faerun. Right. Yeah. I recognized, yeah. what's his name? Drist? Dritz. Dritz, yeah. Drix? Something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, okay." So I know they're doing something. I I don't know these characters, but I know right, they're doing yeah. something. Yeah. Um that that part is actually not that important. The the important part okay. uh, is when you go into chapter five, you're dealing in the underdark, and mm-hmm. um, so this is an awesome, awesome area. Irenicus is trying okay. to is trying to make alliances with the the Drow elves, the Dark elves. And uh, you kind of foil it a little bit. It's a really cool section because you meet with this um, silver dragon named Adelon. Okay. And she has been keeping the peace between the drow. So D&D, dragons that have set colors are evil. Dragons okay. that are metallic are good. So silver, good dragon. All right. Uh, silver, gold, bronze, good dragons. Red, green, black, bad dragons. <laughs> um, and, and we skipped over several dragons, but y- you can kill up to like four dragons in this game. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't kill Adelon cause Adelon's good. Gotcha. You can, uh, but, <laughs> um, she's been keeping peace between the drow and the surface dwellers, but the drow has stolen her eggs 
and she's going to help you if you get them back. And so she will polymorph you into drow. Uh, okay. to infiltrate the drow city. And so you kind of work your way into the system. Now, keeping in mind, both of us were playing male characters. Right. Uh, drow society is extremely matriarchal. Men are slaves. Okay. Women gotcha. rule everything. Um, and so they're, uh, and so it, it, one of the priestesses figures out that you can help her because she wants to take over becoming the high priestess. And, um, and so sets you off on some quests and you kind of make alliances in the background and you're double crossing. Everybody is total like espionage, like spy <laughs> section that nice. ends up being really cool. Um, she will demand to mate with you and you can okay. get out of it by pretending to be a eunuch. Um, which is kind of great, or you could just do it. Uh, and uh, it, it, it has a tendency to derail whatever romance you were on at the time. Um, yeah. yeah uh, but, that might interfere. Uh, but um, yeah, you, you, if, if it's Jahir, you just tell her, look, I'm sorry. She kind of ordered me. And Jahir was like, mm -hmm. I guess that's okay. I'm not really sure. But yeah. um, no, I, just, I pretended to be a eunuch. And, <laughs> nice. and she laughs at you a little bit, but she lets you off. Um, and so you do this incredible triple betrayal thing at the end okay. where you're helping her betray the main priestess, okay. but then you're betraying her on the back end with this other guy mm -hmm. and they're trying to summon demons and uh, this demon comes up and uh, the, the priestess you're helping is like, you know, ah, we tricked you now kill her. And the demon kills her and then turns to her and is like, now what you got? And she goes, well, I have this. And he goes, those are fake. Those eggs are fake too. Uh, that guy stole the real eggs from you. And so he, he kills, kills her. And, uh, Dang. and, um, he recognizes you and he has this, the demon is hilarious. And he just starts, <laughs> he starts laughing at the girl. It's like, you were murdered by the spawn of the, of Baal, the God of murder. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and then just kills her and then looks at you. And he's like, Mad respect on the triple on the triple betrayal. <laughs> See you later. And oh my just, gosh, it's so good. And so then you 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 go out with Adalon, and Adalon will help you out of the out of the dungeon and into um onto the surface. And um, so this uh, you end up meeting with the surface elves, and they start referring to Irenicus as the uh, outcast. And, right. but they won't, they mm -hmm. won't speak to you about what's going on. And you're like, okay, y'all know a little bit too much. Um, and they have been kicked out of their, uh, their homeland by Irenicus and Bodhi. Uh, their homeland okay. is Soldanesilar. Soldanesilar. Say that five times. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the way back in, they need this, um, uh, they need, what is it? Uh, it's an artifact. I can't remember what exactly it's a lantern that shines the path to get back into the uh, dungeon. And okay. you recognize that from seeing that in Bodhi's place in, uh, gotcha. uh, Athkatla. And so you start heading back, you run into Dritz and all of his crew, like Brunor and Katie Bree, like Katie Bree and like all of them are there and you can recruit them to help you. Okay. You can go, if you sided with the thieves earlier, you can go to the thieves and they'll help you. And you can even go into the temple district and get some paladins. 
and y'all will okay. all just descend on the vampire layer nice. and start whooping up on vampires. And it's a pretty cool section. And you finally kill uh, Bodhi. Okay. Um, and Emma one gets her soul back. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then finally you get that you get to soul the less a lot soul than this a lot. I knew I was going to mess that up. And you finally figure out what's been going on this whole time. So it's, you finally get the story of who Irenicus is. Okay. Irenicus was not only an elf. He mm-hmm. was the lover of queen Alessimi. That's right. Of, of Soldanesla. <laughs> yes. And he was also probably the most powerful mage that the Elven society had seen in centuries. Mm. Um, he had an assistant who is Bodhi who kept prompting him more more, more power, more power, more power. And mm-hmm. he finally tried to tap into the power of the tree of life, which is this, uh, this literal tree that connects the elves to their deity. Uh, he failed and his punishment was that he was turned. He was basically turned. Both of them were turned human. Okay. So the idea that the elves have here is okay. Spend some time as a mortal outside of Elvish society mm-hmm. to think about what you did and yeah. then come back and repent. And if you don't, then time is going to be our executioner for us because mm. it's going to be what, like 10, 20 years before you die. If, since you're not an elf, you know, you're, right. you're about 40 years old. It's a medieval society. You're probably yeah. going to die pretty soon if, unless you come back begging for your life. And it's kind of this messed up thing. So instead of repenting, Irenicus and Bodhi just start plotting. Bodhi decides to do the, the shortcut out of mortality, uh, of, <laughs> of mortality by becoming a vampire. Yeah. But Irenicus hatches this plan to steal the steal divine souls mm. to return his power. So now that he has your soul, he is up to full strength. Yeah, so he can get the divine divinity for himself. Divine divinity, right? <laughs> uh, and um, and so uh, you you go in. Um, he's now trying to hack into the life tree again, and uh, okay. you fight and stop him. And um, and Alessami is very happy, but that's not all that happens because he then goes to hell, literally. And he takes your soul with him. So you follow him to hell and Mm -hmm. you have to face off against the, um, uh, the nature of ball. And Mm -hmm. so all of these vices of, of, um, uh, of like anger and it's stuff like that. You have to Mm -hmm. fight against their manifestations before you fight against, Irenicus again and defeat him and get your soul back. Um, I, I feel like there's a joke in there somewhere about Ball's vices, but we'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh that's that's Shadows of Om. Um uh really, really super quickly. Uh Throne of Ball was an expansion to this. It mm-hmm. really should have been Baldur's Gate 3 because it's a completely different game. The only trouble is okay. it's about as long as Baldur's Gate 1. But okay. it's just not nearly big enough to be called a proper sequel. 
Like yeah. it's, it, yeah. there's not nearly as many side quests. There's not mere, but you're in a whole different land. Um, you, okay. you keep going South and you're in a whole different area. You can't go back up to the original map, but throwing a ball is the Highlander finale to, yeah. <laughs> to the ball spawn saga. It is, um, the, nice. there's five ball spawn who have teamed up with each other. And they're very creative. Like okay. one of them is, uh, is ball had a child with a fire giant. Okay. And so you have to fight a fire giant ball spawn, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, but you have to, you, you know, basically you get through the remaining ball spawn. Emma, when, if she's still there, will s- gladly surrender her own, uh, uh, nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you finally choose whether to surrender, um, surrender that spark of divinity within you or become a literal God. And Mm. you, you choose your ending, um, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, kind of a fitting into the, to the whole saga. Yeah. And, um, uh, and so I, uh, I chose mortality. Um, and, uh, but, uh, they're like, uh, Jahira saying goodbye at the end is like this real, like after 71 hours with her, it's like, it's yeah. like really cool ending. Yeah. Um, in all these conversations that you have with the other characters, I it's, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. That's really interesting because at the end of the first game, it kind of, uh, hints that there are like tons, of, not only tons of are you the ball spawn. Yeah. But there's so many more mm-hmm. at least th- from the imagery that i recall from the end of that game yeah um, yeah and in the five are slaughtering mm-hmm. all the other ones okay okay and there they are they're actually trying to resurrect a ball by killing all the ball spawn to return gotcha. that divine soul back into one place i see basically yeah. every ball spawn is a horcrux of ball yeah. you know <laughs> and there you go they're reuni- you reuniting them but uh okay. there's some there's some cool there's a cool that game has a real it's a really good good game that expansion okay and there's a good plot to it there's good characters and um mm-hmm. it's very much worth prob- playing my only problem with it is like the the tales of the sword coast expansion mm-hmm. of Baldur's gate one was integrated into the game yeah and and it fit really well and it was really cool. This feels like an entirely new game. And it just yeah. it was it was abrupt after you uh, you know, Alessimi is like, you know, yay, you're our heroes. You're the hero of Baldur's Gate and you're the hero of the elves. And then all of a sudden you're in a new place completely. And it felt very, very jarring. It felt yeah. like a completely new game. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But it is, it is, it is, it is a very good game is uh, on its own right. And uh very cool. Nice. So, um, nice. yeah, that's, uh, that's basically the, the, um, the, the, the main plot, um, mm-hmm. right. know, besides <laughs> the 5,000 subplots of it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, there's, a, there's actually this really cool part in, um, thrown a ball where you run across Volo, who is one of the famous characters from forgotten realms. And he's the story. Okay. He's the history. Uh, he, he's the historian. He, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a writer. Uh, he's always a great poet in his own right. Um, and he, he is writing the story of the ball spawn when he meets you mm-hmm. and he will open up his book and tell you what he's writing about each character in your party. Okay. 
Nice. And so it's really kind of cool, like uh, to like you know, okay, yeah, no, do Imowen, and what do you what do you say about her? And his description of her is is flattering and f- flowery, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they have a lot, like a lot of cool elements of the, that kind of thing in there. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And yeah, I mean it it. You know what could have been, and and who am I? I didn't even you know finish the Shadows of Am all all together, um, but uh, I could see like even it, with what you're talking about with throwing a ball, even like having a bunch of side quests of like trying to save the other ball spawn or or get them to turn, you know, it, it side with them or something like that. Yeah. Um, instead of having them just all wiped out. You know, like you could write a lot of stories like that, but I say that that does kind of, I mean, in a way it sort of pigeonholes, you know, what, what kind of stories you could write. Whereas I feel like at least with this one that, I mean, it's, there's so many different things that they have, you you know, you're talking about like traveling between planes on a, you know, and just some random side quest. Like it gets, yeah, it gets oh, crazy. My favorite cool. random side quest is I was bored one night mm-hmm. and I didn't want to, I didn't want to advance the plot, but I wanted yeah. to play something. And so I started going through Athkatla and just stealing, like, you know, getting Emma went out by this time I had Emma went and back yeah. and, um, and opening up doors and stuff. So I opened up one door and it portaled me into a pocket dimension where a lich was. And, and he's like, oh, you found me. Well, that's too bad for you. And he summoned a yeah. beholder and the two of them fought against me. And oh it's like, my what in the crap just happened? You know? <laughs> and random door, random door on the pier <laughs> of Athkatla. You know, this is the kind of stuff that's in this game where you yeah. like, like you go around a corner and there's there's a side quest there yeah and and it might be weird and it might be profound and it might be silly and it might yes. you know um there's one uh in nira's hidden refuge there, there's one quest where you have to go uh capture uh uh this guy has nine cats and he's lost yeah. them all it's the only this the only like uh uh thon i remember yeah. in the game but I didn't actually mind it because the cats act like cats. And if you hold okay. them too long, they escape and wander off. <laughs> like they don't stay with you. And so this, you know, it's got like a little bit of humor to it. Even yeah. in that, even in that yeah. quest, you're um, literally hurting cats, <laughs> you're literally hurting cats and it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, that's, it, it's, uh, I, I totally understand why they didn't uh, expand throwing a ball and it really does limit the quest. I, I think it was really brilliant that Baldur's Gate two was not a fight with a ball spawn, but instead yeah. it was yeah. this other villain who thought he could use you. Yeah. He thought you, he could take your power mm-hmm. and that way it, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't just like, three movies of Highlander. Yeah. You know, yeah, the same thing where, again. where this was something completely different and yeah. not what I expected. And and you kind of expect Irenicus the entire time to be some sort of ball spawn kind of creature. He's not, mm-hmm. he's uh he's a very ambitious elf. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I really, I, I thought he was a great villain. Yeah. Um, especially after sp- the stuff from Spellhold, it's, 
Right. Like he's, he's, he was, re- I, I liked him more than, um, uh, uh, what's his name from the first game? Saravak. Saravak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked him too, but, uh, I really mm-hmm. is more active. He's in the plot more. He's, you know, he's doing stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You get to see those things. He was also pretty, um, almost <clears throat> arrogant may not be the right word, but like he, he was devious in a way that he didn't mind to get close to you. You know, like he, he was never afraid of you, Yeah, but he would string you along and he wasn't afraid of losing you. That was the other thing is like, he knew you were going to come back. So yeah, there were, there were moments, even playing on story mode, there was a moment in Spellhold where you could just go after him and in, uh, before oh, yeah. you choose to, to let out the, um, all the crazies in the asylum to attack him. If you go and attack him, he will just straight up kill you. Yeah, he <laughs> like, is. You're just dead. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> right. Well, it it is like, I mean, the the whole thing at the very beginning where he's perfectly content to be locked in a cell. It's yeah. Like, just make yeah. sure that ball spawn. Uh, I, I don't think we mentioned, I, I don't think I implied it, but I don't oh, think I mentioned that's right. One of the revelations in Spellhold is that Imowen is your half sister. She is a she is Ballspawn. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, and sorry for people who might be confused on that. I, I completely <laughs> passed over that. But um, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, just bring her along. And uh, Bodhi, make sure that make sure that the that Gorion's ward gets here. And so, mm-hmm. like m- weeks and months of gameplay, um, uh, in game time. I mean, right where Bodhi is slowly working up a plot to get you, uh, get you there, mm-hmm. um, is, uh, is like the kind of patience in a villain that I think right. was really cool and yeah. very elf. Like, I mean, even though he's human, mm. he still thinks like an elf. It's like six months plot. That's fine. You know, yeah. that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, it doesn't uh, matter if you live forever. And so he, yeah, he slowly takes over spell hold. Then he slowly works his, um, experiments with M1 knowing you're coming. And yeah. so he can, he can give M1 soul to Bodhi. Doesn't matter. Right. Uh, uh, you're, you're coming and yeah. he's going to get you. Uh, I thought it was, I think he's very, very cool. Uh, cool yeah. Boy. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. So anything else we need to say about this? Nothing else comes to mind. Cause we've talked about, you know, the, the pretty much already um, all my experience with the game you know, the, the, I, I didn't do that many side stories. You know, I, I came upon a number of them. There were a few that I just flat out refused. There was one that I started on. Um, it was, it was actually with the Harpers. Um, they, they asked me to go do something. And then mm-hmm. I ran into, uh, a mage. I think he was from the first game. It was like czar or something like that. Yeah. Czar's from, yeah, connect. that's, yeah, I did that quest. Yeah. I I didn't finish it because then he was like, "Hey, those Harpers are lying to you." But he was like in a bad mood. He was like, "Just help me. Just go in there. Just do it." Sorry, always in a bad mood. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And so, like, you had these two things. You know, you could choose between doing one or doing the other. But both of them had you going off into farther areas. And I was just like, "Forget it. I'm not going to do either of these." One one thing related to that, and. Uh... By the way, that that plot actually is that side quest is pretty interesting if you follow it through. Okay, okay. And, uh, this is part of the Harpers, you know, 
not mm-hmm. acting straight with you, which is not good. Uh, mm. But one thing, one thing I really liked was it. There's always an option because the game you you can export your game your character from Baldur's Gate to Baldur's Gate Two. Yeah, which is what I did. It doesn't export the party or even your items because you start in a dungeon, uh, mm-hmm. unless you have the golden pantaloons. By the way, ah. From game one, that will transfer over, um, but on, very randomly. But, <laughs> um, and so the game doesn't know whether Czar died, okay, in your quest in part one. And so every time you meet a character from from part one, mm-hmm. you always have an option on there to say, "I thought you died." <laughs> 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 I thought that was hilarious. You know, no making an excuse. It's like, oh well, yeah, it seemed like that for a bit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> nice. nice. Or 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 they'll say, Have we met before? Because the game also right, doesn't yes. know if you even saw that character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did I did talk to a few characters that said that. It was just <laughs> yeah, it was just hit or miss as to whether or not you'd seen him from the first game. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, yeah, there's there's lots going on in this game. We've we've already talked about. I mean, we've yeah, a, a few times over now, but there's so many different little stories and things that we could go over. You know, you mentioned how much stinking text is in this game, which is absolutely insane. It it seems like just a a technical marvel <laughs> that they were able to fit this all into a single game. Um, and, and again, not worry that you're not going to see a lot of the content that there is, you know, unless you really dedicate yourself towards it. But I think that goes to show, um, you mentioned how there, there were a lot of different writers for the game that, each, yeah. you know, that, that just kind of tackled different stories and that, and that to me, I think that's pretty unique. Um, I, 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 I don't know of very many other games that do that because because a lot of games I feel like nowadays, especially first person experiences, and I don't know how you play this multiplayer. You mentioned multiplayer earlier, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Um, but it a lot doesn't of doesn't do well. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes more sense. Um, a lot of experiences nowadays are are much more linear than than something like this, and and you know there there's other economic factors. If every game has to be a hit nowadays, or the whole studio right. goes under, <laughs> so there's that. Um, and you know maybe that was this was kind of a not vanity project, but like because the first one did so well, then they could you know focus so much. But it came out so quickly. Anyways, I'm kind of scattershot here, but um, it it is pretty remarkable to me that they were able to do it in a way that feels cohesive you know nothing feels wildly well it takes different tones but nothing feels so strange or maybe it's just that everything is so strange that nothing feels particularly out of place yeah you know stumbling upon a witch or excuse me a lich in a locked uh in a locked door you know that that transports you somewhere else doesn't feel too crazy like it's right. it's weird and it's jarring but it's not to the point where this doesn't feel like it could happen in this universe no totally does because <laughs> well they they get the lore right like yeah i i, I made true. the joke uh I, I think i mentioned it last uh when we did the baldur's gate episode but 
they say something in the game Baldur's Gate that the writer working for Wizards of the Coast changed. Hmm. Baldur's Gate had it right. The novel had it wrong. Yeah. According to the lore. <laughs> and that that's that's yeah. the kind of of knowledge. I mean, they they loved this stuff and, yeah. and it shows. And yeah. um it like the amount of of effort they put into these games and like all of this, you know, mm-hmm. two very large games, one huge, with two very large expansions coming out in four successive years. Um, yeah. it's just insane. <laughs> that is, and, uh, and it shows when, when you like, look at like, at those like lists of, of, of CRPGs yeah. that, uh, that are, are, are the best of the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll use, I, I use divinity. Um, I hate saying this entire title every single time. <laughs> Divinity Two. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like uh, even if I didn't know that game was inspired by Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. it's clear just by playing it. Yeah. These these developers played Baldur's Gate a lot. Yeah. And you can it shows. It's like the um, uh, the the game had a huge reach. And when, when yeah. you think about like um, the developer uh, specifically like James Olin moving, uh, moving next to like uh, to KOTOR, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, pretty good. You know, you're on a roll, man, you know, keep it up. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but so many other of the other developers for this game uh, that started off like as, you know, college, just, you know, college grads straight, you know, mm-hmm. for this brand new company named BioWare that no one's ever yeah. heard of, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, went on to just be involved with huge mega hit projects. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's all kind of a testament to just how much love they put into this game and how much they effort they put into it and yeah. how much effort they would put into later, later projects. Yeah, because a lot of those too are um, particularly remarkable because of the stories that they tell, not necessarily mm-hmm. because of the gameplay, um, but because they get the writing right, you know, and the, and the gameplay is, is built around that. And I'm not saying anything bad about them, but, you know, some of the things that, that you think of when you think of Knights of the Old Republic or uh, Mass Effect is the stories mm-hmm. that they tell and in the, in the worlds that you're able to, or galaxy, whatever, that you're able to have these these different outcomes you know well with with within the story and it is interesting too you know one thing that you pointed out you know maybe one of the reasons that it was so possible um for something like Baldur's Gate and even Knights of the Old Republic is that you have established lore so they have almost a foundation to build on right and yeah. they really they really enjoyed that and uh you know kind of my final thought as we sign off for the night is i'm just glad that people like that are still around uh you know especially with something like star wars that you know people really love those those you know some of the biggest properties star wars and marvel <laughs> and lord of the the rings people <laughs> really really love those uh. you know love the lore <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to keep that, but <laughs> that is like, seriously, like you, you see both with KOTOR and with this, mm-hmm. what you can do when you respect 
the yeah. lore. Yeah. And I know that's code now, whatever. <laughs> or people <laughs> think, uh, think that's code for white. I don't know. But <laughs> when, when, when you love the property you're working on, this is the result. Yeah. Like in all seriousness, uh, one of my three favorite Jedi is Bastila Shan from KOTOR. Mm, mm-hmm. And I haven't even finished the game, but that's mm. her story is so good, you know? And, um, it's just, it, it's, it's so well done. And nice. to have that just come from a random video game that, you know, this now, now like, you know, okay, now we've done a couple of games, Bioware. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe <laughs> now let's, let's tackle, let's tackle Star Wars because we haven't been ambitious enough, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with our second game ever being Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh man. Yeah. That, no. And that's yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, it, it shows, it shows the love that's there and not, um, not trying to force anything into it, just yep. playing around with what's there. So awesome. Well, you know, that, that, you know, it's, it's up to you. You're the patron. 2023 is fast approaching, short, short, but you know, shorter. if you wanted to play Knights of the Old Republic, that's just, you know, that's there. Oh, I would like to play that game. I need to finish (laughs) it. I need to start over and finish it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, yeah. Um, (laughs) I I said the recording of this, I don't know. When is this episode coming out? I don't Uh, know. Probably over two, two weeks, right? (laughs) Maybe not. Uh, because yeah, but, uh, in any case, like, um, yeah, my next, my next game is, uh, preparing for final fantasy four. Yes. And, uh, Christmas. I'm looking forward to running through the game again. That's uh, awesome. The, the pixel pixel version this time. First, nice. first time. Nice. I've been running. I've been running, uh, off that stupid cart for <laughs> close to 30 years. When did that game come wow. out? Like 93 ish, maybe. I don't know, man. So, uh, yeah, but my Super Nintendo's packed, so gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stream that and and really enjoy okay. it. I love that game. Awesome, awesome. So you'll you said you're gonna start on Christmas. Uh, might Around. might on Christmas Eve, depending on how much yeah. time I have. But uh, I won't be with the kids. Uh, okay. Um, evening Christmas Eve and into Christmas Day in the following week, and so that whole week I'll probably just be, you know, doing a little bit every day. Nice. That's awesome. Well, we'll need to dip in and check up on you and see how you're doing and uh link to your twitch will be in the show notes this episode as well so people can go check that out that'll be a lot of fun thanks four or uh, no in the pixel remastered is known as four so (laughs) so we can go with four awesome do you have any uh any parting thoughts before we close the book on uh baldur's gate 2 um squeaky wheel gets the kick <laughs> yes. Go for the eyes. Go for the eyes. Of course. Um, I can't. I, I'm keep trying to find this quote. It's from the first game, and is and it's my favorite men's quote. But I can never get it quite right. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just a, a, a about you know uh, us outnumbering them or something like that. And and men's goes and and I count as two or three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh. That's Minsk for you. Well, that's that's good. Since you know, since you're quoting the game, I thought I would, uh, I would 
send off with a quote as well. Uh, it's one that I shared with you, Nate, just the other day. Madam, you are a ravening ditch pig. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love you, that. You don't need context. It just wow. <laughs> I I stumbled upon that line of text. And I was just yeah. All right. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's Baldur's Gate two for you. Awesome. Well, <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners, for sticking around uh, this long as we talked in and around and about and through uh, Baldur's Gate two. And obviously, there's so much that we didn't touch on so there's plenty that you know if you want to reach out and let us know some of your thoughts on Baldur's Gate 2 some of your experiences and things that uh, we didn't touch on or if you just want to you know um, rag on Nate for not finishing the game even though it crashed on him multiple times which is just crazy that's really frustrating you finished the game um, you didn't either that's true I didn't finish the game <laughs> Um, you can do that. You can reach out to us and, and make fun of us. Our email is the backlog breakdown at gmail.com on Twitter. Our handle is at BB downcast or on Instagram, the backlog breakdown there. Um, on Facebook, our group is the hashtag backlog book club. And we also, uh, link, <laughs> link for the discord, discord is in the show, no- show notes. Where yeah. yeah. Discord's where the most interaction happens. It's true. Uh, I don't really keep up with everything. But it's available in case anyone wants yeah. to reach out. And uh, so, Paul, uh, yeah, where can people oh, reach oh, you? Oh, um, Techno Funk Boy in places. Yes. Um, all my music is in tons of places. Uh, all the places you listen to music, it's there. Mm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, uh, I, I think I'm supposed to say something like uh, we. we I, I, Josh, I think we've done what we've come to do. Um, and now people can bugger off. <laughs> that, I mean, what, <laughs> what should they do? <laughs> uh, you probably Something should like that. do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if Nate doesn't bother to show up for these things, <laughs> Yeah, he he had more. He he had different babies to wrestle tonight, uh, you know, and different fights to get into. Um, You guys, hey, keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.